This is the sermon podcast of St. John's Episcopal Church in Brooklyn, New York. They're primarily by me, the Reverend Ben DeHart, but you'll hear from some of my good friends as well. We at St. John's exist to proclaim the good news of the gospel. So if you like what you hear, we'd love it if you join us in person. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m., and our beautiful church, located in Park Slope, is easy to get to from all over the city. We hope you'll stop by soon. And now, the sermon. And Almighty God, we ask that you would make your Son present to us here this morning by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, as I mentioned earlier, today is the first Sunday of Advent. And when many of us think of the season of Advent, we think of preparation for Christmas. In fact, a lot of us, we tend to equate the Christmas season with the Advent season. But don't forget the song. There are 12 days of Christmas. I know we here in America, we celebrate one day. But if you are here, Christmas Day, and the two following Sundays, you will see that there are multiple Sundays of Christmas. And that is why, if you were paying attention, you'd realize we don't really sing all that many Christmas hymns during this time. Now, a lot of people tend to think, O come, O come, Emmanuel is a Christmas hymn, but it's actually not. What is it calling for? It is calling for Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus Christ, to come. And that is what Advent means, the coming of Jesus. Now, sure, during this season, we prepare for Jesus' first coming. But what's more and more primary in the Advent season is that we prepare for Christ's second coming. Doesn't this make more sense for you and me? We are in that time between times. We look back to Jesus' first coming, and we look forward to his second coming. His first coming, he accomplishes redemption. He invades our broken sphere and begins to make right all that has gone wrong. You and I, who are in the grip of the powers of sin and death, and what I mean by that is that you and I, on a day-to-day basis, experience suffering. We experience the evils that we read about in the New York Times that we see happening in Gaza and Ukraine, and that when we look into the mirror of our own hearts, we see that these forces out there are waging war within as well. And that is why I'll speak for myself, not for you. I just can't seem to quit that very thing that I've said I will never do again. I'm hoping none of you can relate to that. Advent, first and foremost, is the anticipation of the rectification of all things. All that's gone wrong out there, all that's going wrong in here will be undone. And yes, you and I during this season are called to, in the words of our gospel text, keep awake. Another translation of it has, be vigilant. 
Put to death that which is killing you. That's what our colic says, right? We cast away the works of darkness. But do not be fooled. You and I do not have the power in ourselves to make right all that has gone wrong in the world. Nor do we have the power to make right all that has gone wrong within. And that's why the first reading from the prophet Isaiah says, because the prophet Isaiah is clear-eyed, and he's seen that despite all of our best efforts, and he's not saying those best efforts are in vain by any means, but despite everything that we've done right, and of course all that we've done wrong, our cry is, oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. That is what we're anticipating in Advent. That is what the first century Jews were awaiting under Roman occupation. Oh, God, Despite our best efforts, we've gotten into this mess. And yes, of course, we need to be awake, to be vigilant, to try our hardest. But despite all of our best efforts, here we are. We need someone from outside of this sphere, outside of this brokenness to undo this mess. And that same predicament, that same place is where you and I are today. Now hear me, I'm not saying we don't have any agency. I'm not saying you shouldn't be vigilant or stay awake. That's what Jesus is calling for in this gospel text. But if you're anything like me, you know that despite all of your best efforts, So often, all that I'm doing is thinking about myself or my tribe or those who I admire. But I rarely have time for those who I find neutral or or let alone those whom I don't like or despise. But I don't know if you were listening last week. Landon didn't touch on it because he was talking about vocation. But last week was that great text of the parable of the sheep and the goats, this horrifying, terrible text, right? This Matthew's last judgment that should leave us all shuddering in fear. Now, don't stay there. But if we take that seriously, how often do I feed the hungry? How often do I welcome the stranger? How often do I clothe the naked? Do I visit those in prison? Do I take care of the least of these? And last week, Jesus said, whatever you do to the least of these, you've done unto me. We need to be watchful, to be vigilant, to take care of the least of these. But the good news of the gospel is not try harder, do more. Yes, there's an aspect of the good news where that is true. Wouldn't it be great 
if we all took care of each other, if we all took care of the least of these. And I know that some of you in this room really are doing that, and I applaud you for it. But there's plenty of times when we don't, when we don't have time for that. When we, maybe we're not like those people, right? We say all the right things, but how often are we in the trenches doing the hard work? This text, like last week's text, it's intense. Jesus is saying, take care of the least of these. He is saying, be vigilant. But let's not forget, right after Jesus' great parable of the sheep and the goats, what does he do? Rather than being separated from the goats, of which I am one, he would rather lay down his life. He would rather take the judgment in our place and on our behalf, all because he loves you and me, the least of these. So my friends, as we prepare for Christmas, as we Prepare for Christ's second coming as we prepare to meet Christ in the sacraments, in the word, and in caring for the least of these. Be vigilant. But what's more so, remember, our Lord has torn open the heavens and come down, and he's coming again. And when he comes, you and I have nothing to fear. For as he makes right all that has gone wrong in the world and in our hearts. And when we first hear that, that might sound scary, right? Because there's a whole lot wrong going on in here. I'll speak for me. But the truth of the matter is that in some sense, this was all done 2,000 years ago when he took all of the judgment upon himself so that you and I can live and serve the least freely and without fear, knowing that when he comes again, all the pains of your life, all the suffering, it will not only be done, it will be undone. This news really is too good to be true. But that's why we're going to celebrate the sacrament. That's why we're going to sing with joy, because he is coming again in glory. And rather than that being a scary thing, it's the best news of all. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.